0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952.
1: I've been called the songbird of my generation by people who've heard me that good on 1080 the fan
2: running slightly behind today 903 here on this Sunday morning and it is I Mike Lynch back returned at least for a week because I'm on vacation all summer sorry guys Rashad though is on vacation this week and uh, Jesse is here as almost always we'll get to that in a second uh, i have returned from las vegas which we went last week and my wife and i did it was a birthday present via the wife uh because i turned 30 this year nice present she said you only turned 30 once yeah and i had been bothering her for oh i don't know like four months i was like hey let's go back to vegas i'm like it's it's really easy to get there from here yeah. i've never lived in a place where it's been so easy to get to a place that i like so much you know what i mean and it was like, oh, you can get a cheaper flight. You can fly Alaska, get some points, go stay stay there for two nights, have some fun, and then come back. And she was like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then she surprised me on my birthday with a little card. And I opened the card, and inside was the sheet of our flights and the hotel that she booked. And um, she used her Hilton points for the hotel, so we stayed at the very fancy Waldorf Astoria.
0: Yeah, no, that that place is a. Uh looks pretty nice i was out recently and i was like oh yeah no that's we'll just put that on the not an option list (laughs) well it's uh it was the
2: only hilton property as far as i knew that was actually on the strip like in the hubbub right which is why she chose it because they have that hilton grand vacations alara which actually looks pretty cool it's like that really tall skinny building that's just off the strip the blue one with the
0: yeah i don't know if it's blue but
2: it's Really tall and skinny. It's kind of like behind where Planet Hollywood is. Really, yeah. really narrow. yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. And then there's the Hilton, which is way up by, like, the Stratosphere, like, at the top of the Strip, and I think that's it. So we stayed in the, at the Waldorf Astoria. There was no casino there, but uh, we got to walk to the Aria and the Cosmo, and it's really right in the center of everything. You can kind of walk everywhere in that little pod right there. That is a really good place to stay if you're going to Vegas. That little, like, Cosmo, Aria, Planet Hollywood, Paris, Bellagio, pod because it's so walkable and there's so many things there yeah that was super easy
0: yeah no we we normally we stay at the uh luxurious flamingo hotel hey that's Um, a classic it's it's a classic it's got a lot of history but it's definitely not one of the the nicer ones but i mean from the the fact that it's a more economical hotel and you get to stay literally in the center of everything that's what we like most about it that you can pop to all those cool places and typically we spend all the time around the casinos that you just mentioned as opposed to the one a little bit north side of the strip um but yeah i know that that whole area is just really popping it's right in the center of everything
2: well rashad is in vegas this week that's why he is out i was in vegas last week and jesse just told me before we went on the air that in four weeks mm-hmm. he will be in las vegas for labor day weekend yes so we got all sorts of Vegases on this show, and it's gonna lead me perfectly into our, our first segment in the show, which is coming up next, is uh sports gambling. Oregon Lottery announces their sports gambling app, which they already kind of teased was coming, that it is most likely going to be ready by opening night Thursday NFL Bears Packers. Oh. Might not be ready. They said they need to make sure everything's working correctly, and that's totally fine if you're gonna be handling money. But it's supposed to be open then. and That's very exciting. So we'll get to that coming up next segment. We also have on the show today, I want to talk about, I know this was a a week or two ago, the story broke, but I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the air. I'd love to talk about the 9 a.m. kick idea that the Pac-12 brought out during Pac-12 media day. And I really think it's one of the stupidest ideas I've ever heard from the Pac-12. And they're full of stupid ideas. So I'm not a fan of that. We'll get to that at some point during the show. We've got Baker Mayfield discussion stemming from his epic viral video that has been going around from him at the Cleveland Indians game this week. But I want to, sp- I want to chug, sp- chug wasn't even chugging. He shotgunned it and <laughs> bit the can open. Whew, he's a legend. Uh, I want to get to him and the Browns and and whether or not we actually think Baker Mayfield's the real deal, because I think he is. So we'll get to that coming up later as well. Uh, we might get to a little fantasy football today. We might get to CJ McCollum's extension. We might get to the MLB trade deadline. I got a lot of stuff in my notes. We'll see where the show takes us. But um that is kind of where we're going to be going on the show today. You can text us at the Better You Today text line at five five three zero five. And then you can find us on social media. Station's at ten eighty to the Fan on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch27. Jesse's at Jesse Osmond, A S Z M A N. And then Rashad, who is out today, is at TaylorMade503. Um, but yeah, so I in Vegas last week. We were there for two nights, one day, and I'm not someone who stays up overly late frequently. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily, like, early to sleep guy. I might stay up till 11 or midnight or something on most nights, but going to Vegas, the commitment I made to myself was, you're there for two nights and one day. You better stay up. Sleep is for the week. Sleep is for the week! And we sort of accomplished that. All right. We landed first night, like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., get to the hotel check-in. We were out till like 3 a.m. We were just wandering around, playing some machines, you know, just taking in the nightlife. I think one of my favorite things to do in Vegas, especially if you're going on a budget, which we did, and I'm assuming you will be doing as well in a couple of weeks, Indeed, is honestly just walking around and taking in the city and like kind of feeling the energy without losing all of your money is, is actually really fun. I know that sounds kind of lame for people who probably go and gamble and have more money to spend on on that kind of thing. But just being able to walk around and people watch and listen to the crazy music the clubs are playing and kind of explore is really fun. And we just walked around for three hours and we played a little bit of like poker machines and slots and stuff like that. But it was, it's just fun to walk around the city. There's not, you can do that in any city, obviously, but the vibe is just different. And I—that's why I think I like Vegas so much—is because last year was the first year I'd ever gone, really, uh, as an adult at least. I'd gone once as a kid, and what captured me the most was just the energy. Like I loved just the second you get there, it's like you're up to a caffeinated level <laughs> instantly. You're just like, "Let's go! I'm awake. Things yeah. are happening. Hello!" And it's really, really
0: fun. Yeah, no, there, there's—I uh, don't know the—I don't know. We call it, we call it my my Vegas Jesse side. Um, and every once in a while, that it'll sounds dangerous. come out um, of hiding up here. But basically, I live a pretty tame life. I um, pretty uh, make logical, smart decisions. I don't go out and drink and do those type of things. But when I go to Vegas, it, it you're right. There's, a, there's an energy, there's a vibe, and it brings... This little monster out and like something little monster. Yeah, no, something it's you know, I used to be a little bit of a party animal. I used to go out, used to drink, used to make some bad decisions, led to some bad, bad things, which led to me making better decisions. And you know what? If there's a, a nice thing about Vegas is, you know, walk everywhere you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about public intoxication, and you don't have to worry about walking around with a drink. It's just kind of a a free-for-all. As long as you don't do anything logically stupid, you are okay on the strip to basically do whatever. Well, you could probably do some things that are logically stupid and still get away with it, Yeah, too, and that's what's really Because it's Las Vegas. Co- exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you don't want to wear your clothes. Not a big deal in Vegas. You know, not that I'm walking around Vegas naked, but... It's just, it's a pretty free, uninhibited, you know, atmosphere. It's fun. Um, it allows me to kind of get in touch with the 20-year-old side that I, I let go a long time ago and, you know, let loose. But up here, it's it's very hard to get in touch with that guy. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it just,
2: the, the second you get to, the, to a place like that, any place like that, it's like, you can turn that on and just be, like, ready to go. Yeah. You know? And that's the fun thing. And people have always told me, Because the first time I went, when it was just my wife and I, just as like a full adult trip, it was when she was there working. So we were there for like five days. Everyone was like, Mike, that's way too long. You don't need to spend five days in Vegas. I mean, I had a ton of fun. I didn't feel like it was way too long because I could take it a little bit slowly. Like I could have some nights out. I could have some days that were super chill. Um, Whereas I felt like this trip, which was two nights, one day was slightly too short. I think the perfect trip, especially if you're trying not to lose all your money, is two nights three days fly in friday night stay all of saturday leave sunday night i think that's the perfect trip because you get two full days you get two full nights without having to wake up early sunday morning like we did because we had a 9 30 a.m flight sunday morning and then you get to spend another sunday there before you go i think that would be the perfect length trip um but i didn't hate the long trip when i did it and everyone was like oh you're crazy five days and i'm like, "I."
0: I'm just there because she's working. I mean, I did six days in our first um, our first trip, Marie and I, and we thought that was great because you got to go spend a night at Fremont, you know, because when you only do two or three nights in Vegas, it's really hard to be like going over to Fremont. You you want to get all the strip action in, you know, have time for all the other stuff that Vegas has to offer. I mean, we had I had a list of all these things that we could do outside of the city that we never got to because we drove down, so we had our car. We didn't oh. have to like Uber down. Yeah, you could have done Grand Canyon. Yeah. You could have done. All we didn't sorts do of cool any stuff. of it because we just we didn't want to leave the strip. The only thing we did was the Fremont experience, which honestly is really cool. cool. I'm glad we went. Yeah, there. we
2: did that the two times ago and we went. Yeah,
0: and I I hope that we go again this time. That's one of those things where like the last three times that we've gone, I don't think we've gone to the Fremont Street. So we got to go back because it, it's. It's still got a really good vibe, but it's a little bit more chill, a little less um, uh, sorority, and you know, all that kind of vibe going on.
2: I guess so. I mean, there was still a lot of sorority there, though. There is it's growing. It's, just, it's, it's a little less. It's growing yeah. as as another touristy spot to go to because, I mean, it's cheaper because there's cheaper casinos and stuff, and it's cool and it's not that far away. Yeah,
0: you can find like uh you know dollar blackjack table tables there. Yeah.
2: That's very important yeah, for those of us balling on a budget, right? Uh, but yeah, so when I was there, we did have a little time at the sports book. If you remember, you probably don't, but if you remember the last time I went, I placed my first ever four sports bets and I went and zero, and I felt invincible <laughs> and I went there this time and I was like, look, I know I'm probably not going to win these bets, but I feel invincible. I feel like I know what I'm doing. I lost both my sports bets, <laughs> of course. I went and I put two two money on two baseball games that were playing at the same time. It was fun to be there and watch them.
0: I lost them both. So my overall record now, four and two. I really Still well, but- like to, to take that risk on football because with the limited schedule, you know, that you have in a, a football season, it just makes every game so damn important that it, you know, you don't get guys that are like, you know like in the NBA I'm going we're going to rest a couple guys tonight like you don't get that in the NFL cuz you can't do that because you only get 16 games and it it makes it to me a little easier to find those hidden gems where was it 162 games in a 162 baseball 162 games yep that that's a that's a lot of games every once in a while maybe you just don't get 100% from the team especially if they've been doing really well eventually they're they're just they're they're set for a letdown, or you got a team that's just just been sucking, and it's they're ready for to stand up and bite some team they have no business beating. That's the frustrating thing I think about betting on baseball. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it
2: just because I like baseball a lot and I follow it closely, so I feel like I have not an edge, but just an idea of what's going on. And I was close to one of my bets this this game, but it was it was fine. So I'm now four and two. But that leads us into our next segment. The news of the week this week was that. There was an update with Oregon lottery and sports betting. They will be releasing their app. Hopefully by game one, week one of the NFL season. Let's talk about it next here on sports Sunday on the fan.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: Almost 920 here on your Sunday morning. Mike and Jesse with you till 11 o'clock today. Rashad is down in Vegas. That's where I was last week. And uh, just talking a little sports betting in Las Vegas action in the first segment, which leads naturally into this one, in my opinion. And that is at the Oregon Lottery, continuing to give information on their First foray into legalized sports gambling, which will be coming, hopefully, in about a month from now, starting with the first week of the NFL season. What they are doing, if you have missed it, is they are making an app, which you can put on your smartphone. Hopefully you have one if you want a sports bet, called Scoreboard, Oregon Lottery Scoreboard. You install the app, and you can do basically any type of sports betting you want will be featured in this app in pro sports. You can do regular game bets. You can do parlays. You can do future bets. You can do in-game live action bets. All are going to be available on the scoreboard app by the Oregon Lottery. They said they wanted it to be ready by week one, Thursday's Packers-Bears opening game of the season. But they said, just please be aware that it might not be available right away as they're trying to make sure everything is secure and they work out all the kinks and all that kind of stuff as, well, they're going to be handling money. My first thought on this was when I saw the minimum bet amount was $1, one single loan dollar. And I think that's genius by the Oregon Lottery because it allows people who don't have money or or are nervous about gambling in general, which there are plenty. Hell, I'm even one of those people because I feel like I like the idea of doing it that I don't want to lose a lot of money doing it, you know? And you can still introduce the games to them and still introduce the idea of point spreads to those people. But if they bet one dollar and lose, they lost one dollar. They bet one dollar and win. They might only win two dollars. Right. But you still get to you still get the fun of watching the game with that extra added. Oh, I need this team to win because I bet on it kind of edge to it, which is fun. It adds a little bit of excitement to a random game that normally you wouldn't care about. And I think it's really, really cool that one dollars is the minimum bet because to me, it that welcomes in everybody. You can right. even have your wife like, "Hey, honey, you want to put a dollar on a game that we're watching just to make it more interesting?" Sure, right? And you know, you got still got to be careful even doing that, right? If you put a dollar on every game, that's almost twenty dollars, and you're like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> I'm, uh, I could be losing twenty bucks a, a football day, which is not great." If you're if you if you're being um, careful with your money. But I think it'd be a fun way to be like, "Hey, honey, you want to watch this game with me?" I put a dollar on it if you want, and
0: I think that's really, really smart. Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely a good way to get couples interactive. uh, Maybe a little bit competitive. Get your uh, lady friend watching some football with you. Get some action down on it. Then, then she can talk some trash to you when her team wins and you lose. And she has no idea. She picked it based on uh, the uni colors, or she liked the fact that they were the lions, and she thought a lion would beat a falcon or something like that. Right, you know? like
2: like the March Madness bracket. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Bring bring that to to you know basically half the year. You're gonna roll that around, and then then blazer games gonna start doing this with blazer games soon. That's gonna get really really fun for everybody around here because well,
2: right, you so the- blazer
0: mania is real. That's very
2: true. Although general rule of thumb for myself is I don't like to bet on teams that I root for because it just, there's too much mm. already going on in my head.
0: Yeah, no, we've already talked about this a little bit off air. That was
2: off the air. Yeah, okay. I can't, I'm are I already care too much. I don't need to add money to it. And especially if I was like betting against my own team, that'd be a big no, no, I'm not going to do that. So if I, I would never bet on a blazer game personally, but um, I could see blazer fans certainly wanting to do that. The other thing that I like about this is that it, it, it's the Oregon lottery. It's a legitimate organization that's right. going to be taking your money. Now, when you go to Vegas, it's different because you're at the sports book and you there's people there who will literally hand you the money if you win and we'll just give you the tickets. And it's really easy and it, it feels really secure. But if you wanted to do sports betting prior to the legalization of sports gambling this past year, and you were outside of Nevada, you had to use offshore betting account sites, Right. Like Bovada and Five Dimes and Bet Online, there's a ton of them, right? And they right. all have random website names because they're based in different countries. And why I have never used one. So the problem with those is some of them are really illegitimate, and they there's a lot of issues we've heard with certain betting sites. I don't remember the names off the top of my head, but I remember reading articles about it a couple of uh, months ago where they just don't pay out. Right? They say you have to have a certain amount of winnings before they even pay the money that you have won because they want you just to keep spending what's in your account right, over and over and over again, and they, then they don't have to give you a payout if you lose it all eventually. Some of them are trustworthy. Some of them do pay you out. Uh, some of them pay you out every time, but there could be a delay. It could be three weeks until you get your money because, well, it's an offshore gambling site that's not run necessarily in the most legitimate way. Uh, that's the nice thing about having something through the Oregon lottery and, you know, say what you want about the Oregon lottery or the state of Oregon and all the stuff that's, that's run by them. It would be secure and you would get your money. It's, it's a, it's an organization that would pay you immediately. And I think that's something that's really appealing to a lot of people who want to be a sports gambler, but don't want to risk having their money taken or not being able to get their winnings out because it's on some random untrustworthy website. So I think that's going to be really, really good too, that, the first foray into this for, excuse me, the first foray of of this into our state is from the Oregon lottery, which by and large is a trusted organization that people will be able to say, oh, okay, I'll put 50 bucks into my scoreboard account. That's the name of the app. If I didn't mention that. And if I win money and I want to take my money out, they'll give it to me immediately. It'll go right into my bank account, right into my PayPal or however I put it in there. It'll come back. Bam. I got my money. And I think that's that's just, It that gives people a lot more confidence that what they're doing is at least going to give them a return if they win, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good idea. I think it's, you know, a good way to siphon a little bit more money into the, you know, Oregon's economy. The lottery always does good things for schools and things of that nature. So it's a, it's a good source of income for the state when we're not, you know, we don't have a lot of sources for income. So it, it, and it's something that we've been screaming for. We've honestly been able to do this whole time, and just refused to do it because of the Gestapo of the NCAA. I know we all missed um, sports action from back in the day when you could just bet on all the NFL games just flat out.
2: I never was here for that, so I did not get to experience. That.
0: It was it was fun. It was fun, you know. And it was simple. It was easy, and you it. it it wasn't a large investment, and you just got to go in there and put a little bit of action down, and you know you could root for all the games. You could just put action on all the games. The sports worse. action it was good. only
2: parlays, though, right? You could yeah. only play parlays on sports yeah, action. Yeah, there was
0: nothing. It, you just basically win or loss. You know, you called the winner or the loser. Gotcha. in, in, the, in all the games, it was nothing simple, but it was it was fun, and uh, and it went away, so we could have the um, NCAA tournament come here. Like two or three times since then. Well, now the NCAA has said that they or they've removed that law.
2: Right. That in order to have games there, there cannot be sports betting because well, sports betting is going everywhere now. So they can't. If they kept that law, they'd be able to play in like what, one or two places at the end of like two years from now.
0: Yeah, they'd
2: (laughs) be. They'd be playing in Utah probably. Yeah, probably. And Washington seems pretty strict against it still. So they'd be playing up in Washington for some reason. Um, But yeah, so that that's uh, that's the big news of the week is they updated that they're going to continue to push it out. They gave more information. They're also going to have NBA, NHL. uh, I saw where would that go. Other sports they were going to have included NASCAR, soccer, tennis, uh, even professional cricket going to be on there for all you cricket bros out there. I don't know any of them, but any of you guys that are out there, you're all going to be able to bet on all of those sports as those seasons begin, starting with the NFL in september no college sports yet i don't know when that will happen i don't know if it will happen but uh, that would be kind of the last bastion of fun for football fans and basketball fans for that matter to be able to bet on college sports too through this app with the oregon lottery coming up next baker mayfield already kind of a legend adding to that this week And I want to dissect whether or not we think he's the real deal and is going to keep improving in year two. That's next. But first, Jesse at SportsCenter.
1: Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: A couple of texts on this before we move to Baker Mayfield from the Better You Today text line at five five three zero five. Vegas isn't that secure. I got paid fifteen k once at a sports book, and everyone was following me for an hour or two that saw the payout. That's creepy. I texted him asking, I was like, was that sports book or was that regular? He said it was a sports book, and the dudes behind me on the line followed me around. He was well, with a bunch of people, so they lost interest. That's
0: why I want to, like, that's terrifying. I, I use the sports book at the casino I'm actually staying at. So I can, if I do win, I could go straight up to my room and put it in a safe. Because mm. typically all these rooms have saves. However, uh, it's not like I ever bet enough to. I was going to say, yeah, I the, the
2: most I would probably win is like 30 bucks. So I don't know if a bunch of dudes would follow me around for that, but congratulations on your giant sports win, by the way. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I think the most I've been in the running for has been like 450 bucks, but Ooh. that was – Well, that was the uh, – wow. Week 13, I was like, hey, yeah, no, the Atlanta Falcons Ooh, look really good. And uh, I was like, I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win it. And, well, as much as I like Mike Shanahan – or, I mean, Kyle Shanahan um, – he really screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah, I don't even.
2: I like how you remember that specifically. I'm like, I don't know, who you're talking
0: about. Yeah, no, no, is that. Well, that's that's the uh, 28 to three, Atlanta Falcons over uh, New England just to. Oh, watch. you're talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I no. thought you
2: said Week 13. Yeah,
0: no, Week 13. I put money on Atlanta to win the Super Bowl, oh, 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 which oh, is oh. why it was I worth see, so see. much, and because uh, they were at that point, I think they were 16 to one odds. So I had pretty good odds if they actually won. and I see what you're saying. Yeah. I
2: see what you're saying.
0: Yeah. That that one and and uh, last year didn't help either because I had money on the Rams. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty embarrassing. Sean
2: McVay also didn't really show up to play. What was it with that? There was, coaches. there was an interesting article where he basically admitted that he, he effed up. He had a moment, he said in like the second quarter where he went, oh, no. Because, or yeah, it might even move in, in the first quarter because all the work they had done to prepare for the Patriots, and then New England came out with nothing they had ever done before, and nothing the Rams had seen on tape before, and there was an OS moment because they were disguising coverages, and they were you know doing using multiple fronts, and they were doing all sorts of fake blitzes and all sorts of things that were messing with their timing and Jared Goff, and McVay realized he didn't have a an extra plan for that. Classic Bill Belichick. Classic first-time Super Bowl coach against Bill Belichick, too. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to figure this out. Bill Belichick goes, come here, kid. Let me teach you a little something about managing a Super Bowl,
0: huh? (laughs) You're talking about a man that manipulates the way his roster plays the game of football from week to week during the season, and then you give him an extra week to prepare for a team. He's really going to have the ability to manipulate that game in ways that you haven't seen. And guess what? He did it.
2: Yeah. He did it. And he'd be really, 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 really good, not just three reallys, if Eli Manning didn't make
0: two really good throws in a couple of Super Bowls. Right? Hey, thank goodness for Eli Manning and those couple (laughs) throws. Right. All right, so let's
2: move on to Baker Mayfield here. And, oh, one more text I wanted to get to before we do move on. Do you know if us here in Washington will be able to play on the Oregon Lottery sports gambling uh, site? It's an app. It's only going to be an app. There's not going to be any sites. There's not going to be any any actual sports books, at least yet. Uh, I'm not 100% sure on that. I know for sure you can only use it in the state of Oregon. The quote from the Oregon Lottery is two feet in the state. So you can't be straddling the line. (laughs) Maybe you can. Maybe they'll figure it out. There's some, like, geofencing that's around the state that once you leave that, you're not going to be able to use the app to bet I don't know what it means for those of you who live in other states I'm assuming you should be able to enter the state play and then leave the state if you leave if you live in Washington however I know Washington has very strict laws against this and you can't even use some of the offshore sites in the state of Washington right now they don't let you play from there so I'm not sure if it forces you to put your home address in or something like that a uh, I guess we'll figure that out as, as it goes, but I'm not sure. I know for sure you will be able to only use it in the state of Oregon. That is something I do know for a fact. Beyond that, unsure if you have to be a resident or not. I doubt. I would doubt it though, because it is just a way to bring in more money if people are visiting and they want to bet on sports.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think the state of Oregon is looking to not take your money. I think it's just it's it's a legality thing. You're right. So I think
2: even if you live in Washington, you can you know, say you work in Portland. You can at work place money on a game and then. When you go back to work the next day, retrieve your money uh, if you'd like. You just can't use it outside of the state. Just that simple. Uh, Baker Mayfield wanted to move on to that. So Baker Mayfield was at the Cleveland Indians game this week. And as has become a trend among athletes, anytime they are shown on the big screen at a sporting event, they now have to chug whatever beer they are drinking uh, to varying degrees of success. Aaron Rodgers, I'm looking right at you. That was the worst chug I've ever seen in my life. Uh, where he just sat there with his finger up saying, hold on, as he very slowly tried to chug his beer and he couldn't even finish it. What Baker Mayfield did at Progressive Field in Cleveland was nothing short of incredible and and may have been one of the best ones that I've seen. So he finished the beer he was drinking in a can. He then reached over, grabbed another can, and shotgunned the beer, but he didn't use a key to poke a hole open or a knife. No, he just bit it open with his mouth. (laughs) Went over, Ah, chomped down on it, bit it open, Insta shotgunned it threw it on the ground, turned around with his Francisco Lindor Jersey on cheering. Legendary dude. Baker Mayfield has it. He has that. It factor that he is just fun to watch no matter the situation. And there were some uh, articles and stuff out there about after hard knocks last year. And after watching the Browns go through all their issues, how, I think, I think this is the, the situation that it was. Baker Mayfield was in one of his first games, one of his first few games when he was starting for the Browns. Forget what team he was against. I want to say it was the Jaguars or something. And Baker Mayfield was walking past the opposing sideline, and one of the defenders talks trash to him, right? Like, oh, you're not going to get any throws down, whatever, whatever. And he looks at the guy and goes, I don't even know who you are, and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the offensive line said that's when they knew that this was the guy that that was going to be their leader. And there's something about Baker Mayfield that I, I didn't necessarily
0: believe in him when he was drafted last year. I know because we had this conversation last year. I was the Baker Mayfield guy.
2: Yeah, And I, I just I, I needed to see it to believe it because to me he screamed undersized a little bit of a wild child on the field, maybe a little bit of a wild child off the field, too you know, kind of a, I didn't kind of a Johnny Manziel, John, like uh, comparison without being as crazy as Johnny Manziel was off the field and proved me wrong so far last year. And now that he keeps getting, at least in my mind that I'm assuming in Cleveland Browns fans minds, this legendary status by doing things like shotgunning a beer, using his mouth uh, to open it. Of course you use your mouth to shotgun a beer. Um, I, I wonder like if guy. he's going to be able to continue to live up to the hype as the number 1 pick and be a really good to great starting quarterback in this league cuz he's a style that still generally has failed in the NFL. Yet for some reason I feel like Baker Mayfield's going to be able to to succeed in that style.
0: It's that one thing that you can't put your finger on, you can't quantify by a number on a page that you can't really look at and tell you why it is but it's it he's got it he, he's it's 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 that simple it's a it's weird but it is it he's he's a winner and he know he and just his personality his energy um i mean he makes he's... the players around him better and you saw it the, as, as much i've you know I've been as big of a Tyrod Taylor, you know, uh, a honk as probably anybody on the radio. Uh, he changed that team when they took Tyrod Taylor out and put Baker Mayfield in. He he changed that team the moment he walked onto the field, and that's it. That's and, and how do you quantify that other than you have to get him in the huddle, you have to get him on the field, and you have to see it, and. And that's one of the reasons why it's so hard to find a football player at that position is because it's so easy to look that way in college for some of these guys. But to translate that and part of the, I think what has made Baker feel Baker Mayfield, what he is today is what his story was through college, the journey he had to do in order to become a Heisman trophy candidate, because in the beginning he wasn't a Heisman trophy candidate you know, this guy struggled. He had to transfer to Oklahoma. He he hasn't had some of those stories that you get from um, some of, some of these other guys that are high round picks that just from the beginning were five-star athletes. and, and, stood out from the beginning, never had any trials, never tribulations. And guess what? This guy did early in his career, and he overcame them all. So I think it's hard to describe. It's hard to quantify, and it's hard to find, but he has it. I think you
2: just know when you watch a guy play that he has that it factor like we're talking about. The only problem and the only thing that could really throw a wrench into that is year two, right? Sophomore right. slump is a real thing for for NFL players, and that first year – Surprise to opposing defenses is also a thing that helps. Coming up next, I want to talk about Baker Mayfield moving forward into this year and whether or not he will actually turn out to be this comparison that to me seems at this point to be the most realistic and uh, the, with the highest ceiling, of course, as well. I'll tell you what that comparison is next and what we think about him moving forward. This is Sports Sunday on the fan.
1: Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan.
2: Rashad's out. He's in Las Vegas. He'll be back next week, although I'll be out next week. I'm going to be in Canada. Uh, That'll be the end of my trips for the foreseeable future, I believe, until about November. So I'll be around for most of football season for you uh, as we get turned into Football Sunday. I forgot that's going to be happening in a couple of weeks. Football Sunday will return. Uh, We are talking football right now. Baker Mayfield, we got this text in the Better You Today text line, 55305, about his shotgunning the beer. That was the most manly bro thing ever. Yes, 100% agreed, 100% agreed. No one would have been mad at him if he reached into his pocket, took a key, and opened it, and then he shotgunned the beer. They would have been like, wow, that's really cool that he just shotgunned the beer right right on TV when he was being shown in the stadium. No, he bit the beer open with his mouth. It's, from, d- d- from d- the d- bottom, seems like such a bad idea seems like bottom. such a bad idea how is that possible um anyway so moving forward for baker mayfield the comparison i was talking about before we went to break there's one guy who at, at his best to me baker mayfield will be this guy and it's a really high bar to set but just watching him play last year you might even be able to guess where i'm going with this he had a lot of these qualities and to me it's brett Favre. Similar in size, Favre was six foot two. His playing weight was about 220 pounds. Baker's six foot one. His playing weight's about 220 pounds. And first season for Baker Mayfield, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Not the best touchdown interception ratio, but Brett Favre never had the best touchdown interception ratio because he was that gunslinger, make a really risky throw because sometimes it'll work, most of the time it won't. Watching Baker Mayfield play, you get that sense that it's the exact same thing. He's willing to take that extreme risk, which will lead to him throwing too many interceptions, but when that extreme risk works out, he's going to be making a great throw in an important situation of the game that will win the Browns a game. And at his, at his best, I think he could be like Brett Favre, which would be amazing, right? You know, Brett Favre might not be one of the best quarterbacks of all time, but Brett Favre in the last quarterbacking generation was one of the best quarterbacks of that generation and was one of the most exciting quarterbacks of that generation. And that's where I think Baker Mayfield is trending towards. Now, the big key is can he survive year number two in the NFL when teams get tape on you? And remember, he only started about half the year last year anyway. When teams get, well, not half the year, three quarters of the year but not the entire season. When teams did tape on you, they learn about you and they can start to expose your weaknesses. Baker Mayfield does have weaknesses. And sometimes what you'll notice is that quarterbacks, especially when they get into year two and teams find out their weaknesses, they have really hard times adjusting to get back to being at a level where they can be considered really, really good quarterbacks again. Um, I mean, hell, recently we've we've talked about these guys since the inception of the show it's almost as if they came in the year we started the show, was Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, both drafted one and two overall by the Bucs and the Titans, respectively. Both have had moments in their careers, but both have now shown the inability to truly adapt to what NFL defenses throw at them. And we are now questioning whether or not either of those guys after this year will be considered long-term starting quarterbacks for their team or for another team. There is a legitimate question about both of them, whether or not they're going to be as good as they were supposed to be when they were drafted. I mean, I think most people think they're never going to reach that height of one and two picks because of how they performed and their lack of ability to adjust. And that's where you look at a guy like Baker Mayfield and you're going, okay, last year was really exciting. It was good. Teams are going to show different things to you this year. Are you going to be able to adjust and make it work? And I think that's going to be really, really massively important for him in the rounds this year.
0: I think what, you know, you liken them to Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, high picks, that kind of stuff, and how they haven't kind of lived up. And it's kind of funny because you've seen the flashes, right? Mariota came out and he had a perfect QB rating in his first game. and And you see, you've seen Winston come out and, you know, throw for 450 yards and five touchdowns, but he can't get it through his head when to make a good decision and when a bad decision is a bad decision, right? So it's it's like they've proven they can play in the league. They they've proven they can play at an elite level at, in the league, but they haven't proven to be able to play at an elite level consistently in the league. Most, and that's that's consistently week to week. And that's week to week, correct. And which is the worst part. So you, you don't you know specifically I would say with Winston you don't know what you're going to get are you going to get a turnover machine are you going to get a guy that's going to light it up with with Mariota it's are you going to get a guy that can step onto the football field and um where where you know the injury thing that's that's a thing you just become you're a player that that can't stay on the field unfortunately at the quarterback position that's that's unacceptable um but it's taking that game to the next level, having the flashes, right? So you've seen the flashes. That's, that's what you saw from Deshaun Watson. Um, You saw the flashes a little bit of a step back last year, but the second half kind of starts putting it together a little bit. Um, I think he's got a a head on his shoulders. That guy's going to be able to take his game to the next level. The, the decision-making is going to be a big part for Baker Mayfield. And you likened him (laughs) to Manziel, right? but he doesn't have the same off the field decision making right where he has a fun party kind of like that next generation of what we're going to start seeing from our pro athletes like personality doesn't have to be a super buttoned up guy like a peyton manning or a a tom brady to run the team you can still have fun and be like a, a cool party dude and still play at an elite position and then I think that's what we're going to have a hard time dealing with is that you're going to start seeing that type of guy at the quarterback level because he does seem like the guy that, yeah, sure, he's going to throw some interceptions, but he's going to make the big play when it really counts because that's who he is. And he, just like Brett Favre, willed the moment. The thing with him as well is that
2: moving forward with incoming quarterbacks from the draft, this will not always be the case, but you are seeing the college football prototype of a quarterback change drastically and almost to a T a majority of the, the new quote unquote style of quarterback has failed in the NFL in some way, shape or form, or at least not turned into the best of the best. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. A lot of them have failed. Um, You know, like Vince young, that kind of style quarterback. I, 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 I hesitate to say Marcus Mariota has failed No, but he just hasn't lived up. He has not lived up to the expectations. And the fact that the Titans are seriously questioning whether they're going to keep him after this year tells you everything you need to know about the quality of play. He's been able to perform as the quote, new style of quarterback. Now, you know, you look, you look next year, you see a guy like Justin Herbert, or you see a guy like Trevor Lawrence in a couple of years. That's, that's a little bit more of the prototypical pro style quarterback that has success in the NFL, but more and more and more, we're seeing guys come into the league who are like Baker Mayfield, who are a little bit more mobile or a lot more mobile. They make a little bit riskier decisions. They played in offenses that don't necessarily match NFL offenses. At some point, the NFL is going to have to adjust offensively and help these guys become successful. And I wonder if if moving forward, Baker Mayfield is going to be the prototype of how to make that style of quarterback successful uh, outside of just his own personal it factor that he has. Now, he also has a much better offense than he did last year, adding Odell Beckham Jr. into the fold with Jarvis Landry, for a full season, I think will make him a lot better. But a lot of people seem to be pegging the Browns this year as a 10-11 win team, potentially. And I understand why, but I hesitate to agree with that because it's his second year and we've seen so many sophomore slumps. I mean, it's going to come down to everything being about Baker Mayfield for the Browns this year. They could be great, but if he's not great, they're not going to win 10 games. And that's where I hesitate to say they're going to be up to that elite level quite quite yet because we have to see if he can perform in the second year. I'm not convinced he's going to be able to do it yet, but like we talked about that it factor, he has it, might be able to push him over the top and and reach past that sophomore slump and continue to be a successful
0: Yeah, because you not only have to uh, get past that concept of the sophomore slump, you also have to get past the idea of the expectations that have come of getting guys like Odell Beckham Jr. on that team. And now you're so deep at the running back position. Kareem Hunt's just kind of chilling there. And, like, you got David Njoku and Jarvis Landry's got the most catches through the first four seasons in the NFL history. And expectations are real in Cleveland right now. And so not only do you have to worry about the sophomore slump, you have to worry about that. Which, with a young quarterback, you know, you see, you saw how that that affected the Oregon Ducks last year. You know, bunch of young kids start hearing the hype, right? That after the Washington game, he's hearing the hype. He's hearing the hype right now. You you see it but now. Can we thought he, he was live hearing up the to hype
2: it? last year, and he did live up to it, though. So that's the yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: in a way, he he, did, he really did live up to it. So it, it's, um, yeah. And once again, it comes down to, you know, he's got that unk quantifiable factor that i think will help get him past where a lot of quarterbacks failed to get over and
2: now quick question before we go hour two coming up next Hater to love it at 10 30 9 a.m kicks in the pack 12 being discussed um baker mayfield before last year's draft was not considered the best quarterback in the draft sam darnold probably was right even josh allen josh rosen were probably considered better than he was at the end of his, all of their careers, is he the best quarterback from this draft? Last year's draft. Better than Darnold? Uh, I'm going to just say better than Darnold. I think he'll be better than Rosen and Allen. But yeah, better no, he, than Darnold?
0: I I believe that Darnold has potential, but um, he, just, he just doesn't. Once again, going back to that, when you watch him, he looks like a good quarterback. But he doesn't look like he doesn't remind me of somebody that it he reminds me more of like a Joe Flacco guy, a guy that you could build around. You can have good successful seasons, even win a Super Bowl behind. But he doesn't look like a guy that is literally going to carry your team like a Tom Brady will from season to season to season to season. Um, whereas a Baker Mayfield does like you're right. I, I, I think you're very, very correct on the likeness to like a Brett Favre um, where he'll just at some point. He'll he'll be in a situation, man up and put the team on his shoulders, he'll make unbelievable throws. And you've you started to see it already. And and that's that's only the beginning. So I, I don't understand why I don't I don't see why he wouldn't be the best out of this class. And I, I think I was going back to last season, I you know, before the draft was kinda like I said, I wanted this guy to be a Bronco. I wanted him to be a Bronco because I saw something special in him. Um that you you didn't see out of a guy like Rosen, right? And and Rosen being one of those guys that I was talking about that didn't have the necessarily the same adversary. You know, his adversity in um, college was he hurt his shoulder, right? And he like, got caught
2: with a swimming pool in his dorm,
0: right? But but he's a five star quarterback coming out of high school, going to UCLA, and Who, by the up. way, is now in second place to Ryan Fitzpatrick in the Miami job, right? Exactly. So th- that's where there's certain things, you know. Baker Mayfield's been fighting and scrapping for a long time where Rosen's just had stuff handed to him. And now he comes to a league where not a single person gets things handed to him.
2: Just saw this come across the Twitter sphere from field. Yates ESPN Tom Brady and Pat's close to finalizing in a contract extension because of course they are right. (laughs) Jesse's just making a face. Yep. Brand new. Gotta see him till, till he's 50 another contract extension for Tom Brady and
0: well, Yay. We'll roll them out there in a wheelchair.
2: Coming up next hour, hate it or love it, but first, 9 a.m. kicks in the Pac-12. Are you serious? This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.